Hello and welcome to Mental Status. This is your host, Meg. Today we are talking about the big emotions that often accompany burnout um, and how to handle those emotions. So rather than stuffing them down and trying to pretend that they don't exist, we're going to talk about different ways of approaching these emotions. You may notice that this episode, um, it's a bit of a, I guess, a deviation from the typical episodes that we've been having recently. Um, there's no uh, there's no interviewee on this show. Um, I'm doing a little bit of a change here in the way that I am um, running the show. So we're still going to have guests on the show who are going to be sharing their experience. Um, but for a little bit of my own sanity and to prevent my own burnout, I have decided to move things to more of a bi-weekly uh, schedule when it comes to um, the, the interviews and to do a bi-weekly schedule of some shorter, shorter episodes where I talk a little bit more in depth um, about some of the some of the other areas of burnout that we don't talk about quite as much um, in some of the interviews. So it's going to be a mixture of interviews with other folks, and then you're going to get some of me by myself just talking to you. <laughs> so uh, depending on what you like, uh, you may enjoy that. You may decide to wait for the interviews. It doesn't really matter to me. It just matters that you're here and that this stuff is valuable to you. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to let everybody know that there's going to be a bit of a change in the structure, but um, we're going to keep proceeding with episodes as usual, and you can expect just some shorter episodes um, on a bi-weekly basis, in addition to the fantastic guests that I have on the show uh, for the interviews. Okay, I am looking forward to this episode. I hope you are too. Um, I think there's some good stuff in here, so I am excited for you to take a listen. And uh, when you do, if anything stuck out to you, I really encourage you to reach out, say hello, uh, find me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, you can send me an email. doesn't really matter to me. I just like it when people say hi. All right, here we go. Let's dig in. All right, welcome back, everybody. I am, as always, super excited to be here. I'm your host, Megan, or Meg, or M. I don't care what you call me. doesn't matter to me. Uh, so welcome back to this episode of the Mental Status Podcast. It is a podcast about burnout for mental health professionals. I am really looking forward to today's topic because it's one that I think hopefully maybe applies to most, if not all, folks who are experiencing burnout. Today's topic is big emotions, particularly the big emotions that we can feel and often feel when we are burnt out or burning out. We're going to talk a little bit about these emotions as not, not bad, they're not bad emotions, uh, but rather they are messengers for us. They're guiding lights on our journey through burnout. So we're going to talk about those big emotions and how they can actually bring about big change in our lives and in our burnout journeys. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you uh, a technique that I really enjoy using when I'm feeling big emotions. And it's, it's not something that's only relevant for burnout emotions. This is really any emotion. 
So I'm going to give you a technique that I've used in the past. Uh, it's an expressive writing technique, and it is meant to help you clarify, first of all, how you're really feeling. So maybe you're starting with one feeling or one emotion, and then through this exercise, you might actually discover that there's a whole lot else underneath it. And the other part of that exercise is kind of figuring out where to go next with this emotion, um, kind of processing through what this emotion means for you and what you what you've learned about yourself by expressing this emotion without without being afraid of expressing it uh, as much as you can be. Okay, so let's get into it. So the topic for today, again, is big emotions leading to big change. And there are a lot of emotions that can go into being burned out. But I want to talk about the main ones that I've experienced and that I've seen in other people as well when it comes to being burnt out. Those emotions are, most generally speaking, anger or irritability, sadness, shame, anxiety, overwhelm, and numbness. And yes, numbness is, it's a feeling. So we're going to, we're going to walk through each of these big emotions and just talk a little bit about what they might actually be telling us instead of what we think they're telling us. And we're going to, we're going to try to take a moment here to really think about how to use these emotions to our advantage when we're burnt out rather than labeling them as bad and railing against them. So the first one we're going to talk about is anger or irritability. This is one of the emotions that I experienced most vividly. Uh, It it showed up the biggest in my body when I was burning out. I, I just felt really irritable with a lot of things. I was angry about my situation. Um, I often just I was in a grumpy mood. And I said in previous episodes, I just like, I wasn't a happy person when I was burning out. And anger showed up a lot in the way that I uh, approached some of the more mundane tasks of the jobs that I've been in, or in how I felt about the requests that were being made of me by supervisors or uh, managers of programs. I just... I got upset a lot. It's like, this is just, this is stupid. I don't like this. And what I learned about my anger over time was that it was, it was really trying to tell me that something was, was pushing, either pushing me or pushing itself beyond my boundaries. So whatever boundaries that I felt I needed or that I had or didn't even know that I needed and probably needed to put up, something was pushing past those. It was getting beyond my boundaries and it was making me feel really uncomfortable. And it also at times came with a sense of injustice or wrongness, like something is wrong. Something is wrong. This, This is not right the way this is happening. So my anger was trying to tell me that there was something going on that I was really not okay with. And the way that it came out was through being grumpy, through being uh, curmudgeon 
being just, you know, kind of a bitch. I was kind of a bitch at times and, you know, not necessarily to the people that I was working with, but I was definitely a bitch to myself. I know that I was a bitch to my partner at times. Um, I think that he, he has the patience of a saint. Uh, I, I will say that much. And, you know, I, I would go on these long rants about how frustrating it is to have to work within these systems that are so blah, blah, blah. So, you know, like inattentive to the day-to-day needs of the people who are working within them. I was angry. I felt like my boundaries were being walked all over and that I didn't have a choice or a say and that it was just going to keep happening to me. And what I had to learn was there were some choices that I had in that. I didn't like admitting that I had choice because then that fell back on me to make the change if I needed it. Um, But once I started to realize that, you know, by, by being employed by a certain person or by being in a certain program or doing certain things, I, I was making choices. And I was pissing myself off about the choices I was making or the things that I was choosing to engage in. So naturally, once I started to realize that there was more of this than I thought that I could actually control, it started to bring on sadness, which is that next big emotion that a lot of people tend to feel when they're burning out or burnt out. So what led me into sadness was once I realized the ways in which my anger was telling me that my boundaries were being crossed and that I was not okay with something, this really got me to the point of realizing that there were some hard truths that I needed to look at for myself. It made me sad. You know, there were things about the way the world around me was working that just felt disappointing. It felt depressing at times, you know, looking at some of the structures around uh, being an associate, all all of the time-consuming and, yes, very necessary aspects of becoming fully licensed and what it would mean for me financially and emotionally. It just made me sad. And there were truths that I needed to look at within myself and understand within myself, which was really hard to do. And along with that came sensations of grief. Um, Grief over losing what I thought, (laughs) what I thought I had at times or what I thought things should have been. Grief over the vision that I had for my practice that either wasn't going to be realized at that point in time, or maybe ever. Um, grief in realizing how, how much I was letting this affect me. And part of that too, the, the, the sadness, it was a difficulty with accepting the way things were. It was a difficulty with accepting that maybe, maybe this employer is not for me, or, you know, in the darkest hours of burnout, 
gosh, like it's really sad to think that maybe this work isn't for me. And so in using my sadness, I had to think about all of the hard truths that were part of the reality of being in this line of work. And when I was burned out, of course, it's, it's a little easier to spiral into that sadness and to feel that more deeply. And to, to be honest, it was almost easier to feel angry. It was almost easier to be irritable and upset because at least, at least that had some energy behind it. At least that had some sense of something's not right and it can be fixed. And so moving into that, that period of sadness and realizing there are things that I can change, but there are things that I can't. It was hard to sit with that. The next big emotion is shame. So for me, there were periods of feeling some shame around being burnt out. I felt... I felt like I was letting myself down and I felt like I was letting other people down. And the big thing that shame tries to convey or that it tends to convey is that something, something is wrong with you. Something is wrong with me. The feeling of shame goes really deep into, um, you know, promoting this idea that there's something inherently wrong with, with you as a person, as opposed to a feeling of guilt, which is more like, you know, you've, you've done something wrong. Maybe you acted in a way that you were, you were not happy with or didn't align with your values or, you know, you, you said something that you didn't mean. Shame takes that a step further and says, well, because you did that, you're a bad person. And so for me in burnout, as a therapist, feeling shame felt like, man, I'm a bad therapist. I'm bad at this job. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't help people. I'm, I'm, I'm bad at this. And it was hard to pull myself apart from that way of thinking um, and to look at it from a different light rather than looking at myself as being a bad therapist. What I really needed at the time was, you know, a sense of self-compassion. And that's, to me, What I've learned about myself in my journey and in working with other people who feel shame, there's a strong need for a gentle, self-compassionate view of the struggles that you're going through, rather than beating yourself up and and feeling like a failure. it It takes time to look at yourself and say, you know, I don't know everything. I'm not able to solve all of the problems and I'm struggling right now and that's okay. It doesn't mean that something is wrong with me. It means that I'm human. So the next big emotion that tends to come with burnout is anxiety. 
So anxiety, <laughs> that's, a, that's a state of being that I am very familiar with. Uh, and, and my fiance could very much testify to that fact. Uh, it's, it's something that I really struggle with at times. And what I've learned about myself over time with anxiety is that it's trying to tell me that I am fearful of something. I'm afraid. Maybe I'm afraid of change or I am afraid of what it might mean if, if I decide to leave a certain place of work or if I admit to myself that I don't know how to help somebody or I'm afraid of people finding me out. I'm afraid that they're going to look at me and say, man, Megan is just, she doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. She's, no, I'm not working with her anymore. Anxiety and burnout is, it's linked to this, this fear of what it might mean. At least that's been my experience. It's linked to wanting to be perfect and knowing that that is unobtainable for most people, for, I don't know, almost everybody. Anxiety is trying to tell us that we are afraid of something. It's trying to catch our attention and say, hey, you're scared. The next big emotion is overwhelm. So this is similar to, but distinctly different as well from anxiety. And, and the best way that I can kind of conceptualize overwhelm is just this, like, you're taking in so much information and you are consuming and you are trying to do everything and be everything and be everywhere you're trying to process too much you're trying to do too much you're trying to solve too many problems and this can be a really easy to cycle to to fall into when you are anxious uh, when you are feeling that shame right like if I can just dive into uh, another training, or if I can take on an extra client, or if I can do X, Y, and Z, I can prove that I can do this. I can just keep powering through. But then you get to this point where you literally can't take on anymore. Your brain is overflowing. The signals are getting all mixed up. You're going to short circuit your brain. It's too much. And then that last feeling is numbness. And this, this feeling is, um, I think for me, was the worst when I got to a point of feeling emotionally numb, which, as I said, it is actually a feeling state. And it's similar to overwhelm. But instead of being completely overstimulated and your brain is on fire, this is where you've gotten to the point where you're shutting down. There's been too much anxiety. There's been too much anger, sadness, overwhelm. And you're shutting down. Because this is a way that your brain is trying to protect itself against the sometimes traumatic feelings that come with 
being burnt out. And what I've learned about myself and my process when I've been burnt out and feeling numb, I've learned that that is when I need gentle reconnection the most. First with myself, you know, it's, it's a really, for me, it's a really hard ask to go from numbness to reconnecting with um, partners and colleagues in a way that feels open and vulnerable. For me, it meant reconnecting with my body and how I felt. A lot of the time I would engage in really gentle exercise, yoga, walking, maybe a a light jog if I felt up for it. Just really getting back to a place where I could start to feel things physically so that I could start to process what I was feeling emotionally. So these emotions, while they feel uncomfortable and difficult to manage and things that we would probably rather just completely shove to the side so that we can keep doing our work and living our lives we know that's not how it works. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, therapy, therapist 101 is your emotions don't just go away if you try to bottle them up. It doesn't work like that. So instead of turning away from them, we can turn toward them with that non-judgmental curiosity that we're starting to build about ourselves and the way that we feel in this world. So if anger starts to rise up in you and it's making you feel fiery and irritable and you're just, you're all kinds of pissed off and you're not, you're not sure what to do with it. Turn toward that with curiosity. Turn toward that and ask Okay, which boundaries are being crossed right now? Am I crossing my own boundaries? Did I agree to something that I don't actually feel okay with? Am I taking on something that I don't have the time or the capacity to take on, but for some reason I feel like I have to? What's going on? Is there there an injustice that is happening? Is it happening to me? Is it happening to the people I'm working with? Do I feel powerless to do anything about it? Just really sit with that anger and talk to yourself about, you know, what does it mean to be feeling like my boundaries are being pushed? For sadness, to turn toward that emotion, I would say, What are the hard truths that are difficult for you to look at and accept? What are you grieving about the work that you're doing? What are you grieving about what you expected this work to be and what it actually is? What are you trying to let go of? For shame... To turn toward that emotion is to turn toward it with compassion for yourself. And this is a hard one 
and it's going to take time, especially if you haven't been in the, in the mindset of extending yourself a lot of compassion. But to turn toward that shame and say, I'm here to show you kindness. I'm here to, to learn more about myself and why, why I think I'm bad. Why am I a bad therapist? How can I prove myself wrong? And just sit with that and understand it's okay to feel this way and it's okay to be compassionate toward yourself when you're feeling ashamed of being angry or feeling incompetent or unsure of what to do next. With your anxiety, one way that you can turn toward that is simply by asking yourself, what am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? What am I so scared of having happen? Or what am I afraid of admitting to myself about my situation? And really turn towards that. Listen to it. Accept that you are feeling scared. And be open to that fear and what it has to tell you. With overwhelm, um, this is where it's a really good time for you to be clear with yourself about what your boundaries are around your time and your energy and your emotions and what you're able to give at this point. Because with overwhelm, that usually means you're giving way too much of yourself. You're giving way too much of yourself to everybody around you and you don't have any time for yourself. So to turn towards that is to turn towards yourself and say, where can I take some time and energy back for myself? What can I gracefully pull out of to take away some of this mental fire and overstimulation? And for numbness, to turn towards that is similar for shame, is turning toward it with self-compassion, turning toward it with gentleness, being able to say to yourself, I'm in a place where things are just, it's too much to the point of, of not being able to feel anything at all. So for right now, I'm going to focus on really gently reconnecting with myself not going to push it. I'm not going to try to go too fast. If something doesn't feel good, I'm going to give my, myself permission to step away from it. But really try to listen to what your numbness is telling you. How did you get to the point of becoming so overwhelmed with your emotions that your brain started to resort to not feeling anything at all. Okay, so those are the six big emotions that that tend to come up in burnout. And, you know, just thinking about how we can use those emotions to start learning about ourselves and what we need to do in our burnout journey rather than trying to push them aside and pretend that they don't exist. What I've found for myself when I allow those emotions to exist 
and I turn toward them and listen and really listen to what they're trying to tell me. That is where change has happened for me. That is where I have allowed myself to have a conversation with how I'm feeling in order to move forward. Because the longer we push those emotions aside and refuse to engage with them or put the responsibility of those emotions onto something external to ourselves, the longer we are stuck in these cycles of being burned out, not knowing what to do, spiraling into that, and eventually finding ourselves in that place of numbing out, disengaging, and really not having a clear path out of the struggles that we're facing. So after talking about these emotions, I want to offer up that expressive writing exercise that I talked about at the beginning. And this is actually something that I learned about several years ago um, when I was using an app called Curable. Um, Disclaimer, I'm not paid to promote them. Um, I just, I remember having a very uh, eye-opening experience when I was using that app. And that app is designed for folks who experience chronic pain. I think that it was originally built for folks who get uh, migraines. And it's a CBT-based app that also incorporates mindfulness and education and um, writing exercises. And I'm all about the writing exercises. I have a big background in creative writing. So naturally, I was drawn to those particular exercises. Um, But this one, I can't remember what it's called. But the basics of this exercise are, it's in two parts. So the first part is it's giving you the space to write out everything that you're feeling, all of your emotions, without any regard for who might see it, because it's for you. You do not have to share it with anybody, regardless for, you know, what it might say about you to have some of the feelings that you have. It's the first part is really about giving yourself the space to just feel what you feel, write it all out, any expletives you want, anything that you would be too terrified to say in front of another human being. The first part is for you. And then the second part is a more of a processing uh, part of the exercise. So after you move through that first part of writing out your feelings, you take maybe five minutes or 10 minutes if you were feeling pretty activated. Take a walk, do some yoga, drink some water, do what you got to do. Just step away. And then you come back and you sit down and you write, this is what I learned about myself in exploring these emotions that I'm having. This is what I learned about where I am in my life. And, you know, these are the emotions that are 
serving me. These are the emotions that I should probably try to process and then let go of. So it's, it's a two-parter where you get to feel what you feel, step away, and then come back and take a more um, frontal lobe approach, I guess you could call it. You know, you're using your, like, your processing brain, your logical brain, to think through what you learned about yourself and your process by writing out how you feel. So the basic instructions for that are you, know, you can do this on um, like a Word document, Google document. Uh, some people really find a lot of benefit in physically writing things out on a sheet of paper. So if that's you, go for it. Grab your sheet of paper. For the first part, you're going to set a timer for 10 minutes. And you're going to, um, after you start the timer, you're going to write everything that you're feeling, everything. Um, if you want to keep it a little bit more focused, you can focus it in on uh, if you're having one of these main emotions, so the anger, sadness, shame, anxiety, overwhelm, or numbness, you can start there. You can start your first part of this uh, writing exercise by literally writing out, I feel dot, 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 and then go from there. I feel follow your emotions. Try not to think too hard about what you're writing. Um, try not to censor yourself. Let, let whatever needs to come out, come out and write it down. And just know that if this is a Word document, you can delete it immediately after you're done with this exercise. If this is a sheet of paper, you can rip it up. You can safely burn it. Um, do what you got to do with it. Uh, if you don't want anybody ever seeing it, do what you got to do to make sure that you can dispose of it in a way that is helpful for you. Um, if you don't want to destroy it and you want to be able to look back on it, that's cool too. You can hold on to this. I found it really helpful for myself to, to keep a log of the things that I was feeling so that I can go back and look and say, wow, at this point in my life, I was really enmeshed with my feelings of uh, anger toward X, Y, and Z. Okay, so that first part, set a timer for 10 minutes, start with the phrase, I feel, let it go, just let it all come out. When that timer's going off, that's where you can take five to 10 minutes, do something that will take your mind off of the activity, do a grounding exercise, something that will help you come back into yourself especially if, if some really difficult feelings came out. Take some time to take care of yourself. And then for the second part of the exercise, you're going to return. You can either write on the same sheet of paper or if you need to start completely new, you know, new document, new, new piece of paper, whatever you need. And in the second half, you're going to have another timer for 10 minutes. And you're going to write out the things that you've learned about yourself and how you feel by going through this process of having an uncensored look at your emotions. Uh, and this one is, I mean, it's not super structured either. Uh, the way that I would usually start it would be 
the thing I learned about myself was dot 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 and you know this is where you can bring that more logical brain back online and really think about what what you saw come out in that word document or that sheet of paper where you were talking about how you feel and this is another sheet or document that you do not have to share with anybody if you do not want to you can destroy this one as well the main idea is that you are giving yourself intentional space to feel what you're feeling, taking a break, and then coming back and trying to understand your emotions. So like I talked about earlier, stuffing the emotions down, trying to keep them at bay, pushing them aside, doesn't work. Can't do that. I mean, we can. You're free to do whatever you feel. And if you are in a place where you really, really, really cannot engage with these emotions, that's okay. I'll encourage you to, when you are ready, when you are feeling like you're in a safe space to engage with these emotions, do it. And if you need the support of somebody, if you need the support of a supervisor or your own therapist or your partner, engage with them. Let them know that this is something that's really hard for you and that you need them to be there for you as you go through this process. And again, that's not necessary. A lot of folks, they find it really empowering to do this on their own. But just know that you are absolutely in control of when you do this, how you do this, and who you engage in this process, if anybody Okay. Well, that is, uh, that's what I got for you. Those big emotions that can lead to big change and a, uh, an expressive writing project that can help you clarify for yourself what your feelings actually mean to you and maybe even what to do with them moving forward. Thanks so much for joining me today. I, I enjoyed this podcast, uh, talking about this subject It's something that, you know, as a therapist, I feel really strongly about, but it's, I find it important um, because I've benefited from not turning away from how I feel. And it's usually been better for me personally when I have given myself space to work through what I'm going through, you know, rather than just being like, well, screw it. I'm too busy to feel anything right now. I'm too pissed off. I'm too whatever. That hasn't worked for me. And I'm, I'm continuing to learn and encourage myself to feel these things so that I can be more present for myself and for others. All right. Thanks so much for joining. And I will see you next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And I hope that whoever or wherever you are, you can start having more conversations in your circles of support about better ways to support ourselves and to support each other through burnout. 
If you like today's show, please make sure to head over to wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you left a rating and a review on there to help get the word out. If you're looking for other ways to support the show, I would absolutely love to have you join the Mental Status Patreon community, which is now officially open. When you join Patreon, you'll get access to a supportive community of like-minded mental health professionals, where I will be offering a ton of high-quality, deeper-dive content related to burnout, with everything from patron-exclusive podcast episodes and monthly webinars, to access to the Mental Status Facebook community, Q&A sessions, and more. To join the Patreon community, head on over to patreon.com slash mentalstatuspod and pick the level of support that fits best for you. Again, that is patreon.com slash mentalstatuspod. Thanks so much, y'all. Until next time, take care of yourselves, and I will see you again soon.